What does an in-home visit look like from a background investigator? Let's discuss. Okay, before we get started and before we dive into today's episode, remember those gifts are down in the description for you. The first one is the Getting Started Workshop for law enforcement is going to walk you through each phase of the hiring process. That way, you know every possible avenue that they may use in their hiring steps. That's my gift to you, along with the one-on-one coaching call with myself. If you want to jump on a free coaching call and discuss anything specific to your hiring process and you, your background, your credit, your, your process, your departments that you want to apply to, I'm here for you. I'd love to help you best I can. Both of these are my gift to you completely free. Now, we're going to talk about an in-home visit from a background investigator and why is this important? But before we do, this is a this is a question that was asked during one of our coaching memberships and actually it was asked by one of our followers that then became a member in our coaching membership. So there's a lot to this, right? There's a lot of different types of background interviews. So there's the in-home one. There's the one utilizing technology via Zoom, a you know conference call or something along those lines. There's a phone call one. And then there's the in-person one where you go to them and you sit down and you bring them a packet and, and all that stuff. Now, I can go over all those. And if you want me to, leave me a comment in the comment sections and say, hey, yes, please go over all the, the background investigations and interviews. And I'll cover all that in another video. But today we're specifically talking about the in-home visit and what's important. If you are experiencing an in-home visit, that's a good thing. That means they're already invested in you. They're coming out. They're taking the time out of their day. They, When it comes to in-home visits, it's very time-consuming. So it means you're, you're far enough in the process that they're saying, hey, we're willing to start investing in you enough to get you through the hiring process. Here's the downside to an in-home visit is most of the time you have to work your schedule out. If you have pets or if you have families, you have to work it out with the, uh, with them. Obviously, you want to put your pets away, of course. and then. But most of the time, they actually want to meet your family. They want to talk to your family, and they want to talk to them not only together, but individually too. So if you live with your wife or your spouse or your husband or, or any, any spouse or anybody, roommates, they're going to want to talk to them individually. Now, if you can't make the scheduling work, you can't make it work, but they're going to ask you to try and make it work. And it behooves you to do your best to, you know, to, to make that happen. If someone's at work, if you have a roommate at work and say, Hey, you want to come this day? My roommate's at work. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. They'll try to pick a different day, but if it's not working out, then they're just not going to fight it over it. The other aspect is your if you live at home with your parents, they're going to want to try and work it out so that they can talk with your parents. And then they're going to want to talk individually. So this is where it hurts because you never know what someone's going to say. And it's not that they're intentionally going to say something bad. It's just they haven't had any practice with dealing with this. Just like you, you actually have more practice because you've probably seen a few videos and you've probably taken a little bit of education and training to prepare for, for one of these interviews. They, on the other hand, ha have not. And no matter how much you try to prep them beforehand, it's not the same as all the research and all the studying that you've put into it. Now, if you're going to do the, or if their department's going to do the in-home interview, you really need to take the time to clean up 
the area. Do not let the yard be dirty. Do not try, try not to have a bunch of junk out in the front. Try to paint the best picture because this is a, consider this a first impression. If, if they come in and they see all this, it's going to put them in a reserve state and you don't want them in a reserve state. You want them to come in, have bottled water, always have bottled water for this. Don't have a glass of water, have bottled water. It's been uh, proven statistically that people feel more comfortable in a new environment drinking from a bottle of water. So offer them a bottle of water. You can obviously offer them juice if they want that, but have a bottle of water ready to go. Have multiple bottles of water ready to go for everybody. It's the best thing you can do and say, hey, would you like a bottle of water? Or just have them at the table where you all plan on sitting down and having your discussion. Next, you're going to want to make sure not only the outside's clean, but the inside's clean. So uh, they may ask you to show them uh, your house, you know, so don't go throwing everything in one room and piling everything up in the room. And, and for the time being, like all the, just put things away, put the, the kids toys away in, in the room, just do your best to clean up the house. You're going to know when the, the interview is it's, I, I have yet to see where a, a background investigator will do a surprise interview because ultimately they're driving out there. They're wasting money and gas of, they're not wasting their money and gas, but they're wasting money and gas taxpayers and they're coming out to see you. So they're not just going to throw it away and take a guess whether or not you're home, right? They're going to set up a, a, a time. They might set it up one or two days in advance. They might set it up one or two weeks in advance. You just don't know, but they're most likely going to give you a time when they're going to show up. Now, cleaning the inside of the house, it doesn't have to be, you know, able to eat off the floors or the counters, but you want to clean up everything, pick up best you can, sweep, vacuum, whatever you need to do, and and try to have the house looking presentable. When, when someone comes in and they feel comfortable, it makes it much easier for them to be in a receptive mindset. And a receptive mindset is what you're going for with these background investigators and their home visits for the sheer fact that you want them to see, hey, this individual is organized and has their life together. I'm not saying you can't have kids toys out. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not saying your kid can't run around and play. That's not the case. You just want to mitigate that to make this as quickly as quickly and effectively smooth as possible, right? You you just want the investigator to come in, talk to who he needs to talk to, ask some questions, you answer to the best of your ability, everything looks normal and they leave. That that is the picture you are trying to paint and sell during these home interviews. So I I gave you the trick of having the bottle of water that makes, <clears throat> excuse me, that makes people feel more at ease. I could use a bottle of water right now. So that makes people feel more at ease. The next thing you can do is obviously you can always have snacks ready to go, but make it once again, try if you want it, have it in like individual packages. Don't have it in, in a big bag of pretzels or you, know, you could have individual bags of pretzels or you could have, um, apples, you know, individual apples or oranges or any, anything like that. Those are snacks you can have. Most likely they're not going to accept them. They'll accept a bottle of water, but most likely they're not going to accept anything like that. Now, if they do great. And the last thing you want is a background investigator doing a home visit, hungry or thirsty, and, and there's nothing there for them. So have something simple and something like a bag of chips, an individual bag of chips, 
or apples, oranges, something along those lines. That would be a quick little snack for anyone. Um, if they want to step out or take a quick break, they can they can consume that. Do not, I repeat, do not be eating and drinking during the interview with the exception of a bottle of water unless that's something that you both have agreed to. And what I mean by that is like, hey, let's take a little break, eat, eat an apple, eat a bag of chips, and then get back to the interview. That's perfectly fine. But you don't want to be the one sitting there eating a sandwich or eating a bag of chips or, or even an apple and the individual is sitting there trying to interview you and you're talking with your mouth full. You, you don't want that. The other thing is, is how you present yourself that day. You don't want to be in, in pajamas, right? You don't want to be in, in a nightgown or anything like that. Wear something that is, it doesn't have to be formal, right? You could wear jeans and a, and a collared shirt like this. You can wear a, a nice button up. It doesn't have to be tucked in. Um, I'm not, you don't have to be in a suit and tie. If you want to be in nice slacks and a, and a nice shirt, you can be, that's great. You can definitely do that. But for you and everyone in the house, be fully clothed, right? Be fully clothed. Don't have, don't have all the doors open to every room with, with junk piled in it. Just present yourself in the best manner possible. If do the dishes, right? Don't have a, a stack pile of dishes in the sink. Um, and also don't, if you have other people in the house, don't stress out and don't don't get mad at them. Last thing you want to do is be mad at them right before an interview and they're mad at you because you're putting too much pressure on them. You don't you don't want to do that, right? Just do your best. Try to plan ahead of time. If you have to do some cleaning the night before, then do some cleaning the night before and then have, have some clothes pulled out. Same with uh, anyone else in the house. They don't have to be in in professional attire, but just make sure they're fully clothed and nothing, no... No improper terminology on a shirt. No, nothing that's representing violence or, or anything like that. Just tell people to wear a plain shirt um, or or whatever that they want to wear that that is not confrontational. We'll put it that way. It, it's simple things like this that now most of these are going to go unnoticed, right? Most of these just, hey, yep, these are normal people and they go unnoticed. The difference is, is when you do the opposite of this, it all goes noticed. They had a pile of dishes in the sink, right? It looked like, you know, it looked like they don't ever do laundry. They had um, clothes everywhere. The interviewee and his family were on sweatpants and a hoodie. Now it's it's just it gives off a bad impression, and then next thing you know, it's not going to disqualify you most likely, right? Um, it depends on what the individual, the background investigator, writes up in his review and his in-home visit. I don't necessarily say it's going to disqualify you, but it's not going to move you up the list, right? It's going to be, ah, uh, this guy is is not the best. He's a maybe, right? Or it'd be, hey, this guy does not have his life together at all. This is definitely a no, right? So do your best. I'm not saying you have to have a million dollar home and the nicest, you know, maintained yard or anything like that, but just do your best to have it presentable, right? That's just all you're going for, presentable, and and understand that this is a professional home visit. So you want to do your best with that. And you want to show that, hey, I, I care about this position. So I'm doing, uh, I'm putting in effort to make sure that everything looks professional and presentable. Now, we covered the eating. We covered the drinking. Now let's get over to the other drinking, which is alcohol. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
when it comes to when it comes to alcohol, don't have a bunch of victory bottles lined up across the counter or in, on top of the cabinets. Um, don't even have alcohol alcohol open in the present. Like don't don't have it to where if you open if you open your fridge door, the side door is all lined with with beer bottles and and whatever. Don't have liquor bottles out. Um, you know, a, a wine cabinet that's perfectly fine. Right. If you have a wine cabinet and wine glasses and it's an aesthetic piece, I'm not going to say anything about that or I, I wouldn't care about that. Um, however, if you mark that you don't drink and I see alcohol in the house, it may make me ask a question it says, hey, I see alcohol in the house. You said you don't drink. Is it, are you just telling me your spouse is the only one who consumes alcohol? Or are you saying, oh, no, it's just wine. We like to cook with it. Um, so have have some type of answer for that if alcohol is overtly present and you didn't. And you say you don't drink or you don't drink often. There's a lot, a lot goes into this, as you can see, which is why we're doing an individual video on the in-home visit. But each one has their own pros and cons. The in-home visit, while it's nice because it does show that they're invested in you, does hurt because now they're interviewing everyone that lives or resides at that place with you, as I said before. The other ones, like I said, they can uh, they have their own advantages and disadvantages. And once again, if you if you want to know more about them, let me know in the comments if that's what you want to know about the a virtual interview for background or uh, where you go to them for the interview for background. And I'll do videos on that. Just let me know if you want that. Other than that, just be presentable, be professional, and be prepared to to answer questions and even get surprised by questions. The big thing that I've always noticed whenever I'm I'm interviewing someone is when I catch them with that off-guard question, it, it kind of throws off their confidence for the rest of the interview. And at that point in time, I can pretty much get anything out of them I want. So, all right. I hope this helps. Listen, those gifts are still down in the description, and they will definitely help you with every part of the hiring process to include the background uh, investigation and interview. So if you want... Go ahead, click on them down below. The getting started as a police officer is going to walk you through every phase of the hiring process. And then the one-on-one -on -one free coaching call with myself. I'd be glad to sit down and discuss anything specific to your hiring process. Stay safe, and I will see you next time.